Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khan Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. So this is it. Summer is officially over. We're on summer's last stand right now, right? It's kind of that last week before Labor Day. We're jumping to go get that last licks of some of the beaches if you live close by. The pools are open a little bit longer during this season, this week, right before the fall And some of you already are starting to feel the fall breeze coming in, depending on where you live in the world. For me, when I think of this week, kind of in these last days, last hours before September, is a time when the leader has more responsibility they're carrying on their shoulders than ever before. Managing so many conflicting responsibilities, conflicting moments, a lot of emotions that kind of overlap on one another. And so this week's episode is all about grace, responsibility, and leadership. Because especially during this season, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Take a deep breath. I know you prepped a lot for this season. You're still going to make mistakes. Because when you're leading a school and when you're doing anything that's daring or courageous, there's going to be trial and error. And when I think about grace and leadership, many times when we're leading a school, we want perfection, right? We want things done yesterday. We want it done efficiently. We want it done productively. We want it done on time. And at the same time, there's this dichotomy that we also want us We want people to give us grace. We want people to forgive us. We want people to understand that we don't have all the answers and we are human. And so we also make mistakes. And so I 
really thought about what does grace actually mean? And I took some time to actually ask for your guys' feedback in our Facebook group, the Schools of Excellence Lounge. Uh, if you're not part of that group, we have a link here in the show notes for you guys to go check it out. And I asked a question around when do you want grace from your people? We got a lot of very interesting responses of when people most want grace from their teams. And I'll share with you some of that feedback shortly here in the podcast. But first, I want to get started with my definition of grace and how I look at it. And so the way that I see it is really an acronym for the word grace, G-R-A-C-E. And grace, the G part for me stands for generosity. Leading from a place of generosity versus obligation. I did a whole conversation with this with a good friend of mine, Scott Weeman, who's the CEO of Kangaroo Time. And one of our first kind of Facebook lives that we did together was all about the difference between generosity and obligation. And when people are people feel that we're leading from a place of generosity, they respond with more open hearts and they respond a little bit differently. There's a little less entitlement. There's a little less of demandingness. And there's a lot more joy for us when we're leading from a place of generosity. When we lead from obligation, we lead from scarcity. We lead from I'm not good enough. We lead from they're going to lead leave if I don't give this to them. And we want to lead from a place of generosity. I want to give this to you as opposed to I need to give this to you. And so when I think of grace, I think of being generous with our forgiveness. I think about being generous with how we're showing up. I think about being generous with the resources that we want to be generous with. And really just thinking it from a mindset of lead from a place of generosity, not obligation. Okay, so that's the G. The second letter is R, which is respect. And when I think of grace and the concept of respect, I actually see respect from a place of respect differences of opinion, beliefs, and viewpoints. You can respectfully disagree, okay? We want grace from our people when we make a different decision that maybe they felt wasn't the best decision for them, but you as the leader saw it as the best decision for the company. And you're not obligated to divulge exactly why you made that decision, nor will they ever understand even if you do explain it to them. And so when I think of grace, I think of respect that you don't always understand what is going on with that person. Respect that that person is allowed to believe differently than you. Respect that that person is allowed to have a difference of opinion that you do. Respect that that person is allowed to view the world from a different set of lens and perspective. Respect. Respect that people have different life experiences. And so they look at the world differently. And your way isn't always the right way. Respect that people look at things from different perspectives. And so grace is, can you respect that someone thinks differently? Can you respect that someone believes differently than you? Can you respect that someone doesn't see it this way? And then can you learn to coexist? Can you learn to respectfully be in the same room, get along, enjoy each other's company, and still disagree with each other? 
It takes tremendous leadership to really understand that. When I think about some of the proudest moments that I have in schools of excellence in our company, it's the respect that the members have for one another. We have such an eclectic group of leaders from every different belief, from every different type of race, religion, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, demographics, socioeconomic graphics. Every single member is from such a different place. I have a different belief system than so many of the members. I have a different value system. I have difference of opinions. I have different views on the world. And still, we come together. We come together to share where we are the same, where we are in the same pursuits and respecting that people, even if you believe differently than them, you can still respect who they are as people, respecting their character, their reputation, who they are as people and as leaders. You don't want everyone to believe the same way you do or think the same way you do. That's a copycat world. That's not a free world. You want diversity, but I think we say that we want that, but in reality, we want obedience. And so you really have to ask yourself, are you looking for obedience and complete, you know, everyone just listen? Or are you really looking for diversity and difference of opinion? Because if you are, and there's so much beauty in that, you need to learn how to respect other people's opinions and differences and perspectives and beliefs and values. And that is hard. It's really hard because we are wired to hang out with people who think the same way we do. Just sit with that. Did you ever wish you knew exactly what to say to a teacher, to a parent, or someone from your administrative team in one of those hard moments where you're like, oh God, I wish I knew what to say right now. How we say something with our choice of language, our choice of words, our body language, our intention, and the environment that we set makes all the difference to sustaining the School of Excellence. The Schools of Excellence Scripts Workbook is a 37-page document with scripts collected from 15 years of experience working in schools and early childhood leaders. These scripts are there to help you design and navigate difficult conversations in ways that build great cultures. Some of the scripts that we have in this workbooks are talking points to invite collaboration and conversation. They are scripts to help hold your teams accountable. Scripts to invite veteran teachers to change and to grow. How to encourage more confidence in a teacher. And talking points for parents who don't want to follow school policy. And so many more. Each script is designed with either an email script, a phone script, or an in-person script. And it's specifically categorized to help you understand how to show up in that conversation. So you can enter the conversation with confidence and trust your decision making. For more information on our scripts workbook, you could go to khani.me slash scripts or click the link in the show notes. The next is A, accountability. With grace, there's still accountability. It's not an off the hook situation. It's not I'm giving you grace for this. And so now you don't need to be held accountable to it. No, there is personal accountability, right? I'm giving myself grace in a lot of particular things that are going on right now, but I'm still accountable to getting it done. 
So you can give grace to yourself or give grace to someone else on your team. And they still need to be held accountable to it. And it's not either or. It's stepping out of this world of black and white and stepping into a more ambiguous conversations. And our minds don't like ambiguity. Our minds like black and white, this or this, right, wrong, good, bad. But so many things are more ambiguous than that. It just, it just doesn't work that way. In theory, we're like, yeah, it should be like that. But people are people. And humans are more complex than that. And so with grace comes accountability. Now, I know a lot of people struggle with accountability. You might be listening to this being like, yes, how do I hold people accountable? I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast. We actually have a difficult conversation template on how to have difficult conversations that are around grace and accountability. Um, we have that link in the show notes. You could go and check that out after you finish listening to this episode. So we have G, which is generosity, R is respect, A is accountability, C is compassion. Compassion. Be compassionate with yourself when you make mistakes. In order to give grace to other people, you have to know how to forgive yourself first. Remembering that you're human. And even though you might know better, you don't always do better. And it's okay. It's part of being human. Sometimes we know we're not supposed to eat the chocolate cake at two o'clock in the morning and we do it anyways. We know that we're supposed to exercise and move our bodies to help with our physical health, our mental health, our well-being, our long-term longevity, and we don't always do it. We know that we're supposed to lead a certain way. We know that we're supposed to pause and reflect and lead with compassion. And then we don't always do it. And so be compassionate with yourself when you make those mistakes. Again, I'm talking to a very specific leader here in the podcast. I'm not talking to a lazy leader who's not looking for compassion. They're looking for a free pass in life. Oh, I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do this. That's not the person I'm talking to here. Talking to a person who's a high achiever, talking to a person who wants to accomplish big things in life, but also needs to remember that with accomplishing big things, you need to have compassion for yourself and forgive yourself first when you make mistakes. And the last one is E is for empathy. Show the empathy side of the struggle. Lead with that empathy for the trauma that we as a collective continue to navigate. Guys, the world is upside down. The media is committed to continuing to keep us more divided than ever. Show compassion for the struggle. Families are divided. Staff are divided. Think about how you can bring people together. Show that empathy to what's happening. Not sympathy. Empathy. Leading from that place. I see you. And these are really hard things because many leaders do these things and they're burned hard, right? Their people take advantage of it. And it's rough. And there's no easy answers for that. It's not, oh, well, tell me exactly what I do so people don't take advantage of me. When you're in a position of leadership and you're showing up with generosity, with accountability, with respect, with compassion, with empathy... There are people out there that are going to abuse that. 
There are people out there that are going to take advantage of it. There, there just is. And when you spot them, you'll gracefully show them the exit door. But I can't give you a recipe or a specific metric board on how much to give of each dosage so that you don't get taken advantage of and you don't get burned. I can't tell you exactly how much compassion to have before someone starts taking advantage. There's no dosage. There's no four milligrams of compassion. There's no, you know, 50 cc's or 50 milligrams of empathy. And then after you go over 50, now your people take advantage. Each person's different. Each person is a whole world and complex. But that's why these are anchors and cornerstones in your life, as opposed to specific dosages and metrics that you measure yourself by. So I want to share some of the things that you guys said uh, when I asked you guys when you want grace from your people. So some of the things you guys said was you want grace from your teachers and leadership team when you make mistakes, when you're tired and stressed and preoccupied. You want grace to be allowed to have an off day sometimes, right? Sometimes you're just not on that day. Many times our people forget that we're human and we have emotions and we're also carrying a lot of other responsibilities. And sometimes we're just not in the mood of listening to everyone that day. And sometimes we still listen, but not as fully as we usually do. And for leaders that play at the top of our game, all of a sudden, when they're not at the top of their game, their team's like, well, one second, what's going on? You're, you're, you're off today. You're distracted. I didn't like the way that you said that to me, right? Because they're used to you being thoughtful and intentional and weighing every word. And then when you say something that's, oh, of course, like, well, one second, like, I didn't like that. And that's okay. Part of being in close proximity with other people is sometimes you're going to say something that they don't like. And that's what grace is, right? You ask for forgiveness because 80 and 90% of the time you're showing up great, right? Asking for grace is not that I always show up like a shit show. Asking for grace is that 90% of the time I'm showing up amazing and give me some grace when I don't. The other thing you guys said was you guys go nonstop for the team. And many times teachers forget that there's one of you and many of them is a famous, I don't know which culture this comes from, but I always heard growing up from my grandmother. Um, she used to say, it was a Yiddish saying, uh, but I'll say it in English. You know, one mother could take care of 10 children, but 10 children can't take care of one mother. And in Yiddish, it sounds a lot better for those of you that understand the nuances of that. But there's so much truth in that statement. You know, one mother takes care of 10 babies, right? Raises them, gets them dressed in the morning, like just, just gets them ready. And then when the mother needs help, sometimes between all the 10 kids, they can't find one person to take care of mama. You guys have a lot of staff. You have a lot of people that you're responsible for. And you have one director could take care of 20 teachers. And then when the director has an off day, 20 teachers can't take care of one director, one owner. It's hard. It's hard. And I'm sitting here with you while you're listening to this podcast, whether you're folding laundry right now or washing dishes or taking a run or in the car. It's lonely. It's hard to be that person. That's why we created community. That's why we have our schools of excellence lounge, our directors in our circle, our owners group. That's why we created these places because it's, it's challenging. 
So what I want to leave you guys with here today is when we think of grace, when you think of responsibility and you think of leadership, come back to this podcast and re-listen to what does it mean to be generous? What does it mean to respect someone else? What does it mean to be accountable, compassionate, and lead with empathy? And you might even want to share this with your teachers or some of your people on your administrative team. Building a culture where your staff learn to give grace to each other, where your staff and yourself learn to lead with that level of grace and responsibility. I mean, I can't think of a better way to define a school of excellence. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode. If you haven't had a chance to rate and leave us a review on this podcast, would love if you could take a couple minutes to do that. And definitely check out our show notes here with links to some amazing resources and trainings for you guys as you continue to navigate the upcoming school year. Thanks so much for listening. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.